But uh, this morning we have one more thing that's kind of special, and I was supposed to do it last week and I forgot. I'm sorry I did, but I did forget to do it. They reminded me on the way out the door that I didn't do it. So I'm going to do it today before I forget.
uh, I wasn't this skinny or near this pretty. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that, but I wasn't going to say anything. Thank you. <laughs> My wife will kill us both. Yeah. Um, I'm glad to be back here. Rodney sends his love to y'all. Um, he wishes he could be here, but um, Cindy and I are the only ones who get her motor home for this trip. So there we go. All right, well, I'm just going to sing for you guys. I want to introduce a new song to you, but not first, because i got to do something a little more rock and roll. How do you all like rock and roll? Classic rock and roll. Bob Seger rock and roll. Yeah, here we go. Let's see if I can get it. All right. This is a favorite. One of my favorites. Yes, ma'am. Just take your old idols off my shelf. You'll have to worship them all by yourself. Cause them old idols, they don't know. Regular. I'm not being different, right? So I'm going to sing you all a different song. 
I've got to tell you a little short story about it first because it's really cool. The past week, uh, Cindy and I were members of the Country Gospel Music Association uh, out of Branson, but we had our Central United States uh, Convention in El Dorado, Arkansas this past week. And um, I sang this song that uh, I wrote, but she wrote and my friend Wade wrote together. And I was awarded Songwriter of the Year. Yeah. Anyway, this song has a history, and I've got to tell you all about it, because otherwise you just don't get the song the Michael same, Michael, right? Michael, Michael. <laughs> Sorry. But anyway, um, several years ago, a couple of years ago, we had a convention up in Oklahoma, the border of Oklahoma and Kansas, and I had some assisted living centers to sing at while we were there in convention to help pay the bills, you know. And so I was going to go do that, and Cindy likes to ride along with me and go. And Wade, my, our other friend, came along and said, well, hey, I want to go and see what to do and how it happens and what all y'all, you know, what's this all about? So he climbed in the car. Now, Wade is like this tall and this big around and, you know, stuff like that. I have, or I had at the time, a 2006 Chevrolet HHR. Right? right? Yeah, it's just this much bigger than a Volkswagen. <laughs> so Wade gets in, and his dad and his knees are like over my dash. And so, but we're we're in this car now. This car ran good, and it still runs good. My daughter has it up in Ohio, but at the time I had it, it had about what 350, 320,000 miles, something around there, and it didn't burn any oil. It still doesn't. It runs good. Starts just like that, you know. But it's just good car. However, Arkansas has deer that like to commit suicide. Yes, yeah, lots of them, you know. So, and I don't have liability insurance, so you know, I didn't go to the body shop every time a deer decided to, you know. So we had some little bumps and things, well, a lot of bumps and things, and everything. So we were talking about this car runs so good, but it's so ugly, you know, and just so ugly and stuff. But you know, the thing is. Is held together because y'all know Rodney. Now he's a he's a redneck. He's a pure redneck, you know. And he uses all kinds of stuff to help put stuff back together, like um like a duct tape. Y'all know how duct tape, right? So we were talking about the crazy glue. How about uh, zip ties? Yeah. And he's been known to use drywall screws. <laughs> he put a spoiler together with some drywall screws and a two by four one time. <laughs> and he also used one time he used a, um, a pill bottle, a used pill bottle for the amber light on the front of the car. <laughs> so, anyway, that's, that's the nature of the beast. But we were talking about this and laughing. We were, you know, had about an hour of drive or whatever. And we're just talking and laughing about this. I said, well, I guess that's really all I need is some duct tape and some zip ties and Jesus. And Wayne said, hey, that sounds like a song. So the rest of the trip, we wrote the song called Duct Tape, Zip Ties, and Jesus. So, <laughs> I want to share that song with you. I hope y'all like it. It's kind of a funny song, but uh, it has a really good message. Y'all listen to the story. And I didn't even get up there before I started. You could have just said you wrote that song about this church, and we'd have known. Okay, I wrote this song about this church before I, before I ever even knew I was going to be here. Right? Here we go. Y'all, y'all will be able to uh, relate. Yeah, you'll get it. If they only knew, I'd use it ties to keep it from falling to pieces. Well, I pray every day, Lord, please make a way. Folks laugh out loud when they see us. I know we're aside as we drive by with our duct tape, zip ties, and Jesus. They hold us together, you know. They replace missing parts, heal broken hearts, and help us wherever we go. Duct tape, zip ties, and Jesus. Don't leave home without them, my friend. Keep a road. 
just can't see you. Alright, yeah, here goes the story now, y'all. Thank you. Mile marker 33, the light blinked at me. Tank was almost on empty. And about that same time, the engine did blind. Black smoke, I saw it increasing. Well, a sign up ahead said gas, ice, and bread. When we pulled in, a man came to greet us. What do we have here? He said with a cheer. My duct tape, zip ties, and Jesus. Duct tape, zip ties, and Jesus. They hold us together, you know. They replace missing parts and heal broken hearts. Help us wherever we go. Don't take zip ties and Jesus. Don't leave home without them, my friend. Keep a roll in your car, zip ties in a jar. There's nothing that Jesus can't fix. Alright, here we go. Well, I said, feel the rush. I'll go get a cup. See, I the cross on my dash. Then I said with a grin, won't you let me in? For it all just to save us. Well, he fell to his knees. He asked the Lord, please, take his heart, fix all the pieces. So now you know why I don't fly, I drive with my duck. ceremony ceremony last night and uh after that was over it's about 1 30 before we got hooked up and left town and you know we stopped a couple places on the way because for her <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do right so anyway we got here and i think i might have i might have gotten an hour of sleep so there's something really weird about whenever i don't get much sleep I get really stupid acting and <laughs> thirsty. I don't know what's the big deal. She said she'd never know it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> She's a really good friend. She don't tell my secrets like that. Let me see what else I want to do. Y'all, I don't know um, if I told you this before, but I stopped in singing since 1995. And whenever I first started singing, I would struggle. I mean, days I would spend sometimes trying to figure out what I'm going to sing, where I went, you know. And sometimes I'd finally get a list together, and I'd be kind of happy with it. But before I got introduced, usually, God would change my list. So, you know, after a while, I finally caught on. I, I kind of get it now. So I don't make a list of songs that I'm going to sing. I knew I wanted to do the duct tape song for y'all, but um, other than that, I really don't know. So um, I'm just praying that God will show me what to sing. So whatever it is, he picks it out special for y'all. And if you don't like it, take it up with him. Exactly. <laughs> Pressure's off for me, right? Um, how many of y'all have a favorite song? Some people have favorite songs. And some people 
Don't care. No. Um, I had a favorite song, you know, I can remember, you know, listening to the radio and some song will come on, and you go, man, that's a good song. The next time you hear it, you're like, man, that's a really good song. That's my favorite song. Right? And then so you're listening to the radio for another day or two, and then next thing you know, you hear something else and you go, No, that's my favorite song. Right? You change favorite song once or twice a week anyway. Well, this song that I want to sing to you guys, um, it's been my favorite song for close to three years. And I love this song, and I'm going to share it with y'all. It's just, uh, you know, we got to trust God no matter what, right? Amen. They say that sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. Right now, right now, I'm losing back. Stood on this stage, night after night. Mind in the broken, it'll be alright. Right now, oh right now, I just can't. It's easy to see. When there's nothing to bring me down. What could I say if I'm held to the flame like I am right now? I know you're able and I know you can. Save through the fire with your mighty hand. But even if you don't,
because I'm actually thinking about it, and I usually don't. I have CDs out there on the table, and uh, y'all are welcome to come and stop by and look at them, and I don't know, you might grab one. There's or an offering. There's, there's information out there. That's, well, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I want to do this one last song, and uh, I love this song. I love Bob Seger. I just do. I've always loved Bob Seger's music. It's just something about Bob Seger. Uh, this song was my favorite all-time rock and roll favorite song, right? It was my favorite one, and I prayed for years for God to give me new words because, you know, he saved me. He changed what was on the inside of me, and I'm a whole new creation now. And he can save these songs and change what's on the inside of them and make them a whole new creation. Amen. So this is this is uh this is God because I didn't do it. I don't know if I can remember the name of it. I know y'all will recognize it. Everybody that knows Bob uh, Bob Seger. She says she knows the first one. Sitting on Dock of the Bay. I was running away from God. I could listen to my conscience moaning out. It's all your fault. And I was thinking about how far I felt, how much I really need you, Lord. <laughs> then my thoughts just go to worshiping the way they always do. When I come back to your presence, then all I see is you. Amen. And I bow my head in silence as I turn my heart to you. Now here I am, on my knees again. Here I am, seeking your face. Here I go, I'm praising God again, here I am, saved by grace. Just like That's right. <laughs> Good job. I love this part. Well, I take my burdens to the cross, and all the bad seed I have sown. And I feel your hand upon me as I'm shaking off the load. You say it doesn't bother you. You're just glad I've come home. Most times I can't hear you talk. Other times I can't, but it's still all the same. I know you hold my hand. Every time I stumble, you're there to help me stand. Praise the Lord. Now here I am, on my knees again. Here I am, seeking your face. Here I go, praising God again. Here I am, on my knees again, here I am, 
not of works, lest any man should boast. We're saved by grace and Almighty God. Stand a chance. You know, y'all been blessed by singing this morning. Say amen. Lord, I tell you, we we are blessed here at this little church. We've had a lot of good people come in, and a lot of good people sing to us, and a lot of people share their testimonies. You know, I struggle a lot of Sundays, and y'all know that. A lot of Sundays I come in here and it's like the world has just been beating me up all week and I'm beat down, I'm broken, frustrated, aggravated. You know, things don't always go the way I want them to. And I'm glad you do because I love y'all. But, you know, one of the things that I look forward to in life is knowing that Christ has this. He's got us all the way. And the talent that comes here and the people that come here and the people we love on, I believe God sends each one of them to encourage us, to show us where we need to go and what we need to do. And I think he brought each and every one of us in this room here today for a very special reason. It may have been here caring, saying, or it may have been just to be hugged on by somebody, or it may have just been, I need to hear the word of God. I don't know what reason you came today. I don't know how you were drawn here. But I know one thing. God has a plan for you. His salvation is for everybody. No matter where you sit or where you stand in life today, God still has you in his hands. You may feel like you're alone. You may feel like you've been broken and beaten up on. But... One of my favorite scriptures out there is John 10.10. 10. Y'all know that verse very well, don't you? It says, The devil came to, came to seek, destroy, and to kill. But Jesus' response was, I came that you may have life more abundant and full of joy. You know, there's a, there's a lot in that. There's a lot, of, a lot in that little verse. Are you immune to the devil's lies? Are you immune to his beating on you? He tries to destroy your faith every time he has a chance, doesn't he? If he ever succeeds in destroying your faith, what's he done? He's killed your spirit. I, for one, am not going to stand still for that. I'm going to fight him on every, every corner, every turn, everything that goes on. Yes, there are days. Yesterday was one of them that I had to battle with him. I got a black eye and a sore back from it, but I won. Because I'm still standing here today. I'm still here today to tell you that God is real. That Jesus Christ was born of the Virgin. Jesus Christ did live on this world, and he did perform miracles. And yes, he was beating for it. He took a beating that you deserved. He took your beating. He suffered tremendously. And he also told us that along with his suffering, we would also suffer too. So we got to suffer some. And they hang him on the cross. And he died on that cross. And the blood that he shed on that cross was to repent us, to redeem us, to bring us back to God. Through his blood, we are saved. I can't save you with water. I can't save you with fire. I can't save you with good preaching. I can't save you with good singing. But God can save you with one drop of blood. One drop of blood changes your life. Somebody can clap. It's okay. Without a snap of a case. 
you can you can celebrate that, guys. I, I want you to. I want you to celebrate and celebrate the fact that Jesus Christ paid a price that you don't have to pay. Now, let's go to the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father God, I thank you for this time to come together with you today. I thank you for each person that's in this room. I thank you for the love that was given to us on the cross. Father, I give praise and lift you up today. I ask that if there's anyone in this room, any one person that doesn't know Jesus Christ, their personal Lord and Savior, that before they leave here today, the Holy Spirit just gets on them and they can't leave without it. Father, these things I ask in Jesus' name. Take these words today. Multiply them. Press them. Shake them. And let them run over in somebody's heart. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Y'all know I'm a Psalms guy, right? I like the Psalms. And I've been battling with this psalm for a while now, and I keep going back to it, and I keep going back to it, and I keep saying, no, I don't want to preach that. No, I don't want to do that. So y'all turn to Psalm 62. Y'all turn to Psalm 62. And this is probably one of the hardest things we have to do as Christians. Y'all figure it out here in a minute, okay? Somebody say amen when you get to Psalm 62. Let me know you're there. Ready to read this thing? I wait quietly before God, for my salvation comes from Him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will never be shaken. So many enemies against one man, all of them trying to kill me. To them I am just a broken down wall of turf and fence. They plan to topple me from the high position. Maybe I'll slide these down. It might help. Yeah, there's the words. They plan, they delight in telling lies about me. They are friendly to my face, but they curse me in their hearts. I wait quietly before God, for my hope is in Him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor come from God alone. He is my refuge, a rock where no enemy can reach me. O oh, my people, trust in Him at all times. Pour out your heart to Him, for God is your refuge. From the greatest and to the lowest of all, nothing is, his, is nothing in His sight. If you wait, Weigh them on the scales, lighter than the puff of air. Don't try to get rich by extortion or robbery. And if your wealth increases, don't make it the center of your life. God has spoken plainly, and I have heard it. Time, power of God belongs to you. Unfailing love, O oh God, is yours. Surely you judge all people according to what they have done. Does God judge you by what you do? Does God judge you by how you live? It says right there in that word that he does. If he was to judge you today, how would you be? Where would you be? If you were being judged right this minute, how did you live your life the last week? Did you do what God called you to do? Did you do the things that he expected from you? Did you live the way he expects us to live? And were you forgiving of others that didn't do it? Were you able to look at the world through his eyes and not through yours? Were you able to justify everything you did based on what you felt? Or you justify what you did based on the word of God? Sometimes we just don't feel like doing nothing, do we? Sometimes we just want to sit at home and wallow in our sorrow and wallow in our pity and wallow in the circumstances that we look at and say, this is what God's given me, but yet we don't want to accept what God gave us. We try to fancy it up and put 
sparkles on it and try to make it better than what it was, don't we? Let me tell you something. It says in here to wait on God. How many times do we really wait on God before we make a decision? We make decisions on our own, don't we? And when those decisions fall apart and we don't, it don't come out the way we wanted it, what's the first thing we do? God, why didn't you give me that? Maybe it's because God didn't want you to have it in the first place. Maybe it wasn't God's intent in the first place. So when it says wait on the Lord, what's it mean? Wait. You're going to make a decision that changes your life or somebody else's life? You better wait. Because when you make that decision, if you make the wrong one, guess what? It's on you. I've made decisions before based on what I wanted. What I thought was right. What I wanted at that moment. Can I tell you that most of the time when I do that, it falls apart and it doesn't work out the way I wanted it to? Does that make me good, bad, better than you? No. Because I promise you, I make more bad decisions than you think I do. Trust me. Sometimes my heart ain't as pure as it should be. Sometimes my anger and my disappointment and the things of depression, things like that that come into my life every day, mainly disappointment. I get disappointed really bad sometimes, especially when I think things are supposed to go one way and they don't go that way. I get disappointed. And then I get angry. Then anger turns into vengeance. And then vengeance turns into sin. That song she sang about back on my knees again. I got calluses on my knees from having to get back on my knees and asking God's forgiveness. Because I'm supposed to wait on the Lord. And sometimes I just ain't patient enough. Sometimes I put expectations on y'all that you're not ready for. Did I say that out loud? Sometimes I put things on y'all that I don't think that you're not ready for yet. Or you had a good reason why you couldn't do it. Does that mean it doesn't disappoint me? No, I get disappointed. But I bet I disappoint y'all too, don't I? I bet I fall short sometimes of what y'all expect from me, don't I? Come on, be real. Be honest. Because we all do it. We are wrapped in a flesh that God wrapped us in. And I read that scripture in there where he, I told y'all a while ago, he suffered on that beaten post. Do you know why he went to that beaten post? For you. For what you do. What you don't do. He went there for your sicknesses and your illnesses and your afflictions. Y'all do know there's a difference between an affliction and an illness, right? Okay. There is a big difference. Sometimes our afflictions are greed, selfishness, anger, pride. Somebody's been coming to Friday Night Bible Study. (laughs) Which, by the way, is a very unique Bible study right now. We're dealing with what we're teaching on this summer is everyday life. I got the dog's attention anyway. <laughs> he did. He said, amen. He said, you ought to live my life. <laughs> you know, I'm proud of everybody in this room. I have great pride in y'all. I think everybody in this room is doing your best to serve the Lord every day. But we all fall short sometimes. And we need to be encouraged from each other. One of the funniest things I hear people say when I talk to them about God, oh, I don't have to go to church to serve God. I laugh out loud every time I hear that. You know why I laugh out loud about it? Because one of God's command, one of God's rules is, 
Do not forsake gathering together in my house. Don't forsake coming to church. Don't forsake coming to scenes. Don't forsake prayer meetings. Don't forsake Bible studies. Don't forsake hearing the preacher preach on Sunday morning. Don't forsake God's house. And assembling together is so important because I'm going to tell you something. I cannot live in that world out there by myself. I can't survive it. I got God, yes. God's all over me. Y'all know that I believe in Christ more than anything else in this world. But I'm going to tell you something. When I'm not around other people with the same like mind, I start thinking like them. I get that stinking thinking rolling around in my head. And I get depressed. And I get beat down. And I get worried. And I get tore up inside. And I get mad. And I get angry. And it's not because of y'all. It's because of me. It's because of my lack of discipline for God. But I encourage you this. Anytime these doors open, you need to be here. Oh, I know it's hard. I know it's hard to assemble. I know it's hard to assimilate. It's hard to get along with everybody all the time. Try it without God at all. Come on. I dare you. Try living your life without assembling with your brothers and sisters. Because where do you get your encouragement from? Your brothers and sisters. Where do you get your where do you get that pat on the back and tell you it's gonna be okay? Your brothers and sisters. Where do you learn stuff that you didn't learn on your own? Through the fellowship of others. Friday night, I started my lesson. I started out in the Garden of Eden. And I said that's where the, where the subject we were talking about was what? Pride. I said that's where pride started. One of my brothers in this room brought something to my attention that I didn't think about. Where did pride really start? It started in heaven with Lucifer. He got prideful, didn't he? So I learned, I didn't, I was say I learned it. Yeah, I learned it because he brought it to my attention that I was wrong in what I was teaching because it didn't start in the garden. It started in heaven. If in heaven pride can be there, why can't it be here on earth? We need each other to humble ourselves, don't we? Come on. We start getting all high and mighty. Who brings us down faster than anybody else does? My brothers and sisters will bring me down quicker than anybody will. Thank you, Mandy. <laughs> but I'm glad to be a service to you, too. I love telling you when you're wrong. <laughs> I hate telling you you're right, but... You know, how hard is it to wait on God sometimes? Seriously hard. Our schedules get all wrapped up. We get all tied up in the world. We get all tied up in ourselves. We get all tied up in whatever we get tied up in. Dislike of other people, or I don't like I don't like the way he talks. I'm not going to go listen to him. Let me tell you something. That one you don't like to listen to, maybe the one that straightened your life out. Because I'm going to tell you something. There was a few years back, I didn't want to listen to God. I didn't want to listen to the Holy Spirit. I didn't want to listen to nothing that man had to say. And I was living my life in hell, and I was bound for hell. But I got on my knees in front of a toilet, calling out to the porcelain God, asking him for forgiveness, and asking him to come into my life. And I heard a voice in my head, and it was not mean. It wasn't me. It wasn't one of my friends. It was the Holy Spirit. And he said, you need Jesus, and you need him now. Amen. And when I cried out to him, when I cried out to him, I said, God, i got to have you. can't do this no more. He reached down his hand. He put it around my heart. And he cleansed it. He broke addictions that I didn't think I could ever break. Oh, don't tell me that you can't break an addiction because I know God can. He did me. I was a wild turkey, 101, 
proof drinking man every day of my life. I drink a fifth of whiskey every day. Every day. I haven't had a drink since 1986. I don't even eat, I don't even take NyQuil. I don't even take NyQuil because it's got alcohol in it. Oh, but Jr. God healed you from that. No, God delivered me from it. And if I go back to it, I'll be right back in that bottle again. I'll be right back where I was before if I don't sink my feet, keep my feet in my eyes on Jesus. When Peter stepped out of the boat and he was walking on water out there with Jesus, he was walking around, oh yeah, I got this, I got this. When he looked at the waves and the wind and the stuff going on around him, fear came over him and he took his eyes off Jesus. And what happened? He sunk like a rock. And I'm going to tell you something. You need to keep your eyes on Jesus today. You need to wait on the Lord. You need to stand in His presence 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Because the minute you take your eyes off of Christ, what's coming back? Your past is coming back to get you. The devil is a liar. He comes to seek, destroy, and to kill. He's seeking the minute you take your eyes off Christ. He wants to destroy your faith, to kill your spirit. That's his job. That's what he's here for. Oh, I ain't going to get into all these religious things about once saved, always saved. Never, I'm not going to get into that. I'm going to get into the truth of the Word. The Word says keep your eyes on God. Wait on the Lord. He also says in his book, if you do not follow me and you are not obedient to what I say, I will blot your name from the book of life. So you take it whatever you want to take it for. However you want to live with that verse, you live with it. But I live with it like this. I'm going to keep my eyes on God. I'm going to keep my eyes on the cross. I'm going to keep my eyes on Jesus. And I'm going to listen for the Holy Spirit. And when the Spirit tells me to move, I'm going to move. And when the Spirit tells me to be still, I'm going to be still. Eleven years of doing this, I've learned a lot. Oh, but Jr. sometimes I, I hear these things and I don't really know what it is. You don't know what it is because you don't know the book. Now, I know that's harsh, right? They call this the instruction book, the manual. If you don't know how to use a machine, you read the manual, right? When you started driving your car, didn't you have a manual to read to learn the rules? God gave you a manual. God gave you a manual to read. He said, write these words in your heart. How many of y'all really read it? How many of y'all really got it memorized in your heart? How many of y'all got it down enough you don't need it anymore? Never. Never will it happen. This word changes every day. You know why? It's a living word. If something's living, what happens? It changes. I'll never get it down path. I'll never have it perfect. But I'm going to wait on the Lord. When He tells me to wait, I'm going to wait. When He tells me to go, I'm going to go. When He tells me to read, I'm going to read. When He tells me to bring Karen back, when she gets ready to come back again, I'm going to bring her back. And that's the way it is. God has a plan. God has a reason for all these people that come here. God gave them a ministry just like he gave me a ministry, just like he gave Cowboy a ministry, just like he gave Charlie a ministry, just like he gave Mandy a ministry, just like he gave Luana, Barbara, and Don sound ministry over here. We couldn't live in this church without them, could we? We had to have them to play our music for us when they ain't around. Every person in this place has a purpose. Every teacher has a purpose. Every person that listens to the teachers teach has a purpose. What's your purpose of learning? What is your purpose to learn? Well, you can teach. Because believe it or not, I'm going to die one of these days. Yeah. It's written in the stone. I'm going to die one of these days. And somebody's got to take my place. Who's going to do it? God will pick them, won't he? And where's he going to pick them from? Right here. Right here. My nice flock. That's what he said, isn't it? 
the dog says, I can volunteer. <laughs> I am glad that y'all are all here today. My guests, I'm tremendously honored for y'all to be here. It's a great honor to have new people come. It means we're doing our job right. It's good to have all my regulars here, too. My family. I want to see you here for more things and more things going on. I want to see you walking. Okay. Okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> I think he told me to shut up, didn't he? <laughs> oh. Well. I thought I heard that. I'm pretty sure Karen will be back. We're blessed to have her here today, weren't we? You know, and... uh Y'all know, y'all know the next thing that comes up. Y'all, y'all gave me a segue right into it, didn't you? Y'all want her to come back? Y'all want her to be back? Then help her get home where she can come back. And we're gonna pass a, we're gonna pass a little basket around here in a minute. And uh, I think I'm gonna ask her to come back and sing one more song. While, while we're, while she's, she's playing for her breakfast now, y'all. So, <laughs> or maybe her lunch. I'm not sure. But before we close, you're not ready yet. I'm not ready for okay, you exactly ready. yet. Okay. I got, some, I got. You can stand here. I got some. I got some business to take care of first. <laughs> you know, I don't ever leave this place, and there's never been a sermon pe- preached behind this pulpit that there wasn't an invitation given. I'm gonna ask you something this morning. I want you to examine your heart. That's not her. That's her. She's on cue. She knows. If you're in this room today and you don't know Jesus, you don't know how to wait on the Lord. The first thing you need to do is ask Him to life. How important is it for you to be saved? So important that God gave His Son to pay the price of the gospel. The only way it can be done. And yeah, you know, I know that it, that's the only way it can be done because Jesus even asked His own Father if there's any other way. Take this cup from me. God said, no, there ain't no other way. Jesus said, okay, your will be done. Not mine. Are you willing to say this morning, you're willing to do God's way, not yours? God's way is to give your life to Christ. If you hadn't done it, Christian brothers and sisters, calling off the Lord. You see, we have to be a little bit above that, don't we? Let's step up a little bit, don't we? Got to step our game up. We got to start doing what God called us. Not everybody in this room is a preacher, and I know that. Not everybody in this room is a, is a is a teacher. I know that. But every one of you in this room are students. Where students need to be in the school. Now Charlie says this a lot, and I'm gonna steal one of his favorite lines. This ain't a museum for Christians. It's a hospital for the hurt. If you're hurting this morning, you need Jesus. He's also going to be over here. You come up here and lay your burdens down. And when you lay those burdens down, I want you to do something with the scripture that says. I want you to lay them down and wait on his answer. Not necessarily right here. You can go home and wait. You can go to the restaurant and wait. You can go on a ride and wait. Is that okay with y'all? So, come on, everybody, bow your heads real quick. Dear Heavenly Father God, there's one person in this room that doesn't know your Lord and Savior. Let that person stand up right now and say, I need Jesus. Let that heart break before you can mend it. It takes duct tape and Duck tape and zip ties, so be it. Whatever it takes. 
stand up today and say, I need Jesus. And don't be embarrassed about it. God, God's not there to embarrass you. Being lost is not a sin. Staying that way is. So if you are if you don't know Jesus this morning, right now is the best time ever to say I need. We'll give you a second to fill on that. And I'm gonna say this to my brothers and sisters. If you're hurting today and you ain't quite where you need to be with God. You ain't doing exactly what he's telling you to do, and you're not waiting on him like you're supposed to. Why don't you slip your hand up and say, I need prayer today? I need somebody to pray for me today. I just need somebody to say a prayer for me. Get a couple of hands up in the back right here. Got another one up front. Got another one coming up over there. Another one over there. Another one over there. Come on now. Y'all be honest with yourself. Do you need Jesus today? Amen. Every day. So let's go to the Lord right now. You people raise your hand. Y'all stand up. I want you to get close to God as you can. Come on. It won't hurt you to stand up for a minute. I promise. You won't have far to fall when he, when he falls on you. Already? Dear Heavenly Father God, I ask you to come into my life. Change the things in me that are not right. Give me the encouragement to do what is right. Give me the strength to learn to wait. Show me how to live my life. These things in your son's name I ask. <clears throat> Amen. Leave it with God now. Karen, what you got for us? We're going to wait on the Lord. We're going to wait on the Lord? We're going to wait on the Lord. How long are we going to wait? As long as he wants us to wait. These people get really aggravated in about 15 minutes. Okay, well, this song, like, <laughs> this song, this song is like, um, um, I don't know. Yeah, we're going to go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This... <laughs> Amen. Amen. I have to ask y'all one question, though. Does everybody know what a hippie is? Everybody knows what a hippie is? Do you know what you call a hippie's wife? Mississippi. That's right. Praise the Lord.
Thank y'all for letting me come and sing for you guys today. And for singing with me. Y'all are good. I have to get a big bus and take them with me and sing back up. Y'all know how to sing back up, right? Rodney taught me. You go beep, beep, beep. Y'all know my jokes before I do.